Praise team is taking us up a little higher. Amen. Yeah. And that's what we want here in the body of Christ. For some of you, before I get started, for some of you that, you know, we uh, fed the battered women's shelter for Thanksgiving. Amen. And so this year we, and we also do Valentine's, right? And uh, there were 19 women, 19 children, one three weeks old, 13 under the school age, and one kindergarten. That's what is a tragedy in this country and in this city. But God has blessed us to be able to do that. So... Give yourself a hand. Uh, one of the problems that we have as Christians is we think that there's just one body. I'm talking about as an individual. We think that there's just one body, and it's, and it's not so. And uh, there is a spiritual body, and, of course, there is a natural body. And we want to talk about the spiritual body and the natural body today because I want you all to know that the challenge, the biggest challenge you will ever have in your life is not people. The biggest challenge you have in your life is us. The struggle is uh, the war that goes on between our natural body and our spiritual body. Paul talked about that struggle a lot uh, in, in his writings, that, that, that there was always a struggle going on there. And when people usually get in trouble, it's when they forget that. And so what we want to talk about today, and you know, that scripture I've been using all, uh, for the last few weeks, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But many people come, to, see, a lot of people are really putting on a performance, mm. you see, because you can only put on, a, you put on a performance when you think you can worship him in the carnal. Are y'all with me? And so uh, uh, there's, there's such thing that there's a lot of Christians, you can be saved and still be a carnal Christian. Are you with me? And so uh, that's why you see sometimes we see people. Can you all hear me back there pretty good? I don't want to talk too loud and run out of gas here. So what we see people uh, uh, that are Christians and we look at them and they're still doing some of the things uh, that they used to do. Well, the problem is they got saved, but they still live in, in the carnal. And so the Bible even talks about, <coughs> pardon me, carnal Christians. A carnal, carnal is? A carnal Christian are people motivated by fleshly desires who continually grieve the Holy Spirit by their temper, <coughs> touchiness, irritability, prayerlessness, or love of self. And see, that's a person, and, and most of us, all of us have been there. Ask me why. Because we, you, you, you were there unless you got saved. Hmm. And, and unless you're born again, you're still in that carnal. Does that make sense? So any Christian, that person that says they've never been in the carnal is telling a carnal lie. Because you started out in the carnal, and you get that transition over into the spiritual. That's why some people can't worship uh, God because they're in the carnal and you can't worship God in the carnal. The Bible says you can only worship him in spirit and in truth. Isn't that right? And carnal also is? Carnal also is grossness of mind or desire. And so the carnal people, they're still in that same what? That same mindset. 
And, and, and so we see them, and some, sometimes we, we're trying to get people to be spiritual who are still carnal, and they're going to stay carnal until they truly get born again. And in the old church, they say get baptized by the Holy Ghost. Some of you all know what I'm talking about. And so what we're trying to do is we don't want to be carnal Christians. We want to be mature Christians. And to be a mature Christian, we have to be born again. And when we get born again, that takes us out of the carnal and it takes us into the spiritual. And you know why that's important? God does not minister to your carnal. He ministers to your spirit. That's right. Do you understand? That's why the Bible says we must worship him in spirit and truth. So first of all, some people can't worship him because they're not spiritual. They're still in the carnal, and you can't worship him in the carnal. This is the scripture. Y'all looking at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. John 4, 24. God is a spirit, and they must worship him in spirit and truth. Do you understand? And so we've got to get out of, we got to get out of there. We got to get out of that carnal. And get into the spiritual. Did I do First Corinthians? Not yet. We're going right. to finish carnal. Okay. So carnal also is the indulgence and love of sensual pleasures to gratify the flesh. And so those things are people who live in a carnal do things to gratify the flesh. When we do that and we talk about that in church, we always think of that sex, drugs, and alcohol. No, that can be power, it can be fame, it can be greed. It's all of those things that, that one desires to fulfill one's own appetite, you see? And so you are in good company. You know how I know you're in good company? Just look at somebody next to you. Right. We've all been there before, and anybody that ain't been there before is telling a lie, That's right. you see? And anybody that doesn't acknowledge it will stay there. So that's why we have to confess our sins, and God will what? Forgive us of our sins. Does that make sense? Because we all start out in the carnal. Right. And we all start out as, as a, a, a person that's trying to satisfy his or hers own appetites. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So that's common. That's common. You don't care who you are, where you came from, you started there. Right. All right? Does that make sense? That's right. All right. Now turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 11 and 12 from the King James Version. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? See, so what person knows the, this, a, a person? Only the spirit of a person that's in the person. Does that make sense? Do you all know you are a spiritual being, right? All right, so, so there's a mind, body, soul, heart, and there's a spirit. So the spirit is the only thing. Have you ever know, know, excuse me, have you ever loved somebody and really cared about somebody? Okay, and then they went crazy? Oh, you went crazy either way, all right? All right, you see? Because you fell in love with a carnal. Well. And, and they're right, and they couldn't love you back because you were spiritual. That's why the Bible says don't be unleakly yoked. Don't be unleakly yoked. Carnal people and spiritual people can't make it. Right. I mean, they can, they, can, they can fake it, but they can't make it. And then what happens, they get hooked up sometimes, and by the time they figure it out, somebody went one way and somebody's got the other, went the other way. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so some of you have, wasn't here last week. See, when, and I was teaching you all that when somebody loves you, what part of them, what part of you are they loving? Well. See, you don't want them to love what they see because that ain't always going to be. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, see, so you want them to love your spirit because your spirit won't age. 
right. your spirit won't decay. The Bible says that we live and we, de we decay daily in the flesh, but our spirit is renewed by God's spirit. Are you with me? Right. And so, so if somebody, if you love somebody and you see if you all, you single people, you single people, don't nobody get no divorces up here and blame it on me. You single people, if somebody tells you love, they love you, you need to ask them, what does that mean? When you say that, what about me do you love? And if they don't say they love your spirit, you need to tell them, well, I don't want temporary love. And they'll say, why? Because my, my natural is only going to be temporary. Because what you see is only going to be temporary. That's right. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, that's a good teaching. I wish I was listening. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> go ahead with it. Scripture goes on to say, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of see, God. See, uh, uh, no, man, no man knows the things of God, but what? The Spirit of God. And guess what? God's not going to tell your flesh. He's not going to tell your humanness. He's not going to tell your lower nature, as I'll talk about it. He's going to tell your spirit. So if you're not spiritual, you can't hear him. That's right. Right. Does that make sense? Some people are not lying when they say they don't understand what you're saying. Because if you're spiritual and you're talking spiritual things, that's foolish, foolishness to a carnal person, all right? According to the scriptures, all right? It says in verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world. That's the little one. But the spirit which is of God. Okay, that's our little bitty spirit. Okay. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. See, I, I can only know the things that God has given me through my spirit because God only ministers to my spirit. That's right. Do you ever, you understand what I'm saying? Does everybody kind of get me? Do I need to slow down or can I keep moving? All right. So here's what we're trying to do is I want to know God better. I'm not going to try to get to know him better here. I got to get to know him better in my spirit because he's going to minister to my spirit. Do you understand? Does that make sense? Right. Sometimes I don't want to go to church or I may not want to do Bible study. And my body's saying, you don't need to do that. My mind is saying, oh, well. But then my spirit says, you committed. That's why a lot of people, that's why I don't like people really taking positions and titles because some people don't understand that when you take a position or a title in the church, you make it a commitment to God. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Well, they're committing physically. And when they commit physically or mentally, when something goes wrong and they get, will start wearing their feelings on their sleeve, they'll flee. But if they're in the spirit of God, they don't move until the spirit of God says move. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. John 3, verse 6 and 7 says that flesh give, gives birth to flesh. And that's what we want to talk. Flesh, flesh can only give birth to flesh. All right? But flesh gives birth to flesh. Y'all don't want to say, make it clear, Father. I mean, Father, yeah, I'm Father Fields, yeah. Yeah, I don't went to the Catholic Church here in a minute, huh? All right? Flesh gives birth to flesh. What that means is I've got some of the, I was born with some of the traits of my father. That's right. All right. Even though I did never met my father, as many, some of you may know the same thing, I never met my father and didn't know anything about him. Unfortunately, I have some of his, had some of his traits. And some of the, and, and unfortunately, sometimes children pick up the worst part of their parents. Well, Does anybody make sense to anybody? And if he, most likely, he was not a, a spiritual man, because it didn't, if he'd have been a spiritual man, he would have came and seen about me. That's right. Isn't that right? So he was not a spiritual man. For some of you that don't know, the truth of it is, my father, biologically, for what was told to me, was a pimp. 
Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So, so he didn't care nothing. He was living in the flesh, right? And so, unfortunately, in my younger days, I had some of his what? Traits, because flesh gives birth to flesh. All right, and I'll clear that up for you in a minute, all right? But the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. But the Spirit gives birth to the Spirit. Now, it doesn't matter who you are in here. When you birth a child, you're giving birth to the flesh. All of us start out being birthed in the flesh. That's right. Until, all right? So you should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. Until we what? Born again. And then when we are born again, then we don't have any excuse to say that we don't have a father. Or we didn't have a father. We didn't have a mother. Right? We didn't have a family. Because once you're born again, you have a heavenly father. And then you have a family which is called the body of Christ. That's right. That's right. Does that make sense? That, you know, you're never alone. You can't, see, those songs, there's certain Christian songs that have some bad theology in it. And I hear those songs that make people, and these are the ones that make people shout. When you're all by yourself and you're all alone, where is that at? How are you going to be a Christian and be all alone and, then, and be in the body of Christ? You, yeah, it's impossible. And when folks do that and they shout, I want to go over sometimes, brother, and they say, sit down. You're shouting on a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, if you're in the body of Christ, there's millions of us. Do you all know that? There's millions of us in this family. And so, see, but when, now, you may, your father, biological father and mother or parent may have left you. But when you are born again, listen to me, when you are born again, you have a heavenly father that will never leave you. Hear what I'm getting ready to say. And you got some spiritual fathers, because the Bible says that the church is fathers to the fatherless uh, and mothers to the motherless. That means in the body of Christ, you can find a mother or a father to, to if you want to be a learner, to teach you. Does that make sense? Because you can't be in a spiritual, listen to me, you can't be, in, 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 be spiritual and be by yourself. Because once you become spiritual, you got a team. Does that make sense to me? To you? It makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you? So, we, so if you say that some of those songs that people are shouting of, they carnal. Because if you're by yourself, I don't know where that place is. You see, there's so, I have so many millions of brothers and sisters that I don't know the names of them all. Because they're in the body of Christ. And here's what bothers me sometimes when you come to church. You come to church, people say they came to church. Say, I didn't get nothing out of church. Well, you didn't bring nothing with you. Uh-huh. Right? Because if you're in the spirit, if you're in the spirit and, 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 and the word is spiritual, then it's going to minister to your spirit. Are you with me? And so sometimes, sometimes you love me. Well, you might want to say, I don't get nothing out of what the lesson is. Well, this may be because you carnal and the lesson is spiritual. Well, you can't get nothing out of it. That's right. But if you spiritual and the lesson is spiritual and the speaker is speaking from the spirit, then it ought to minister to your spirit. And then you get a better ideal of what God is saying to you about the lesson. That's right. Do That's you right. understand what I'm talking about? All right. John 16, verse 13 through 15 says that the spirit of truth will come and guide you in all truth. Now, see, the spirit of truth will come and guide you in all truth. Now, one of the things that, that is very hard for Christian people is there are some things in this Bible that make you cringe. Yeah, that's right. But it's the truth anyhow. That's right. And see, one thing about it is that we don't want is the truth. You see? And so the truth hurts. I don't care who you are. The truth hurts. And so the truth is, the truth of the matter is, Sometimes uh, I thought Sister Gwen was the problem, but being a spiritual man, the Spirit showed me who the real problem was. Say, you the problem. 
You see, it's amazing to me. I don't like that. You know, we came out of kind of spiritual church. You all kind of call it like the Pentecostal church. And they used to have testifying when they would testify and people would say some things. And I'm like, sit down. Because nobody ever got up and said, you know, the Holy Ghost told me to shut up. Now, now, I never heard a man, a man say to me, say, in the church that the Holy Spirit told me that God wasn't hearing my prayers because I wasn't treating it right. It's in here. It's in here. It's in here. You see, the Bible, it says hinder in King James. It says your prayers can be hindered, men, by the way you treat your wife. And nobody ever got up and said, you know, I'm treating my wife better, and Lord bless me with a job. Because, see, the Holy Spirit never hardly pats me on the back. It's always getting in my case. Well. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Sometimes I tell him, now, wait a minute. You got to slow down. It's too much for me. I can't handle all this at one time. All right? Again, Pastor, it says that he will guide you in all truth. All. Say that, people. All. all. And ain't nothing on the other side of all. All right? He will not speak his own words to you. Mm-hmm. He will speak what he hears. Revealing to you the things to come and bringing glory to me. See, the, the, the thing that the Bible is telling us that the Holy Spirit will teach us so that we, if we learn as the Holy, teachers, the Holy Spirit will teach us the things that Christ would have us to be and how he would have us to live. You remember, I walk as Christ, I talk as Christ, I think as Christ, I have the Spirit of Christ within me, therefore I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, even like somebody, love somebody I don't like. All things that's in there. That's right. Now, even pay my tithes when I don't think that I can afford it. That's right. That's right. Good. I like doing that stuff. Don't get upset. We won't know anyway because we don't take up an offering in here. I'm just trying to, just trying to do it sneak punch in there. <laughs> See, in the street they have a sucker's punch. So it's edited as a Holy Ghost punch. All right, here we go. That's right. It says also that the Spirit has unlimited access to me, to all that I possess and know. So the Spirit has access to who? To Christ. So, when I, so, so I have limited, excuse me, I have unlimited wisdom and knowledge from Christ. That's right. You see? I have a counselor in my head, in my spirit. My spirit is my counselor. The Holy Spirit works with my spirit, and my spirit counsels my head. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because mm. some of us need, we need something talking to us, because we'll go plumb crazy. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes I can say, Holy Ghost, yeah, talk to me, Holy Ghost, because I'm, I'm, I'm about to put Johnny on. You understand? Because sometimes I think, say things, people will think I'm joking, and I'm really telling the truth, and I have to laugh. I say, did I really say that? Yeah, that was Johnny. Come on here. You understand what I'm saying? All right. Let's go. Just as everything the Father has in mind. Hmm. Just as everything the Father has in mind. Wow. You know how powerful that is? I have access to all this wisdom, this knowledge, this understanding to handle every part of my life. That's right. In Christ. You see? He will direct me in every decision I make. If I get spiritual, you see, but see, the problem of it is, is sometimes we stay in the natural and lose the spiritual part. And that's what happens to us. You see, 
Go ahead. I don't want to deal with that. In verse 15, it says that this is the reason I'm confident he will care for my own and reveal the path to you. See, see, Jesus is saying, I know the Father will give you everything you need because I belong to him, so the Father's going to give me everything I need because he cares about me. So I don't want to hear these, these songs, nobody cares about me, nobody loves me. When my mother leaves me, my father leaves me, and all my friends leaves me, God is there. No, God's got people there. Because God cares about me enough that he surrounds me with people to minister to me, to love me, to teach me. Yes, to this day, to teach me. Some of you in here really love your pastor. Some of you in here, I, I know for a fact, pray for your pastor. So I can't say if I'm alone. I can't possibly be alone because you are there with me. Maybe not in the, in the flesh, but you're there with me in the spirit. Do you understand? That's when, when I was going through that thing in the hospital. A few, I knew that the church was praying. You see that, that I didn't say no, y'all pray for me. There's some things I take for granted, and that's one of them that somebody in there cares about me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, you need to take for granted that God has somebody that loves you because he loves you. And if he loves you, he knows what you need. That's right. And so the Bible says that God would send the Holy Spirit in the comforter. And he ain't talking to me. He sends somebody in the spirit and the Holy Spirit ministers to them. And they say things that comfort my spirit. Do you understand? All right. So Galatians 5 and 16 says from the New Living Translation, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. See, here's, here's the problem. Y'all look at me. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Let me go over here, because I don't want to be y'all suing me. <laughs> Equal rights over here, okay? Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. You see, I have never made a mistake at anything when the Holy Spirit was guiding my life. That's in your conversation. That's in your confrontations. That's in your bind. That's in your self. Whatever. The Holy Spirit is willing to guide you. That's in your commitment. There is nobody, nobody ever got a divorce that the Holy Spirit brought that couple together and that the Holy Spirit was in the center of that marriage or that relationship. That's right. Because you're under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then that means you will not lean to your own understanding. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Well, you can't, he can't, he can't direct your path if you're in the natural and he's in the spiritual. Right. But when I'm in the spiritual and everything I do, according to the scripture, he will direct my path. And the problem of it is, we don't put it in our personal lives. He is concerned about how you raise your children. He wants to be, it starts there. He's, he's concerned about your relationships. He's concerned about your marriages. He's concerned about your education. He's concerned about your health. He's concerned about everything that has anything to do with your well-being. That's right. But you got to hear him. That's right. You got to listen to him. He's concerned about your retirement. He's concerned about your finances. Yes, he is. And he can direct you in all of those areas, people. Do you understand what I'm saying? People, you're looking in the wrong place. It's in Christ, not in people, not in your job, but in Christ. And he will lead you to where you, he'll lead you to the right people, and he'll lead you to the right job. That's right. They say over 75% of the people in America hate their jobs. Well, you might want to ask the Holy Spirit where you should be. Well. All right. 
So again, I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. And see, my, your, he says, let the Holy Spirit guide your life, and you won't be doing what your, what your sinful nature craves. It will never leave. It's always going to be there, but you've got to have something to fight it or something to keep it like this. Remember, I tell you all I'm saved, but I ain't safe. So I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me. Because if I'm not careful, I will listen to my lower nature. Is that the one we're reading, the lower nature? That's right. To my lower nature. Did we just read that? We're going to read it again. Yes, sir. So the Weymouth New Testament says, this then is what I mean. Let your lives be guided by the Spirit. Let your life be guided by the big S. The Spirit. It must be guided by the Spirit. Everybody in here, you know why you're here. You think you came for one reason, but God's got you here, and the Spirit got you here for another reason. Because the Spirit wants you to become spiritual. Even if you're visiting, when you go, you got to have it. How many of you got children? Let me tell you, you need the Holy Ghost to help you raise children. It is a shame now. I'm, now listen to what I'm saying. It's going to sound funny. It's a shame. If your kid says, I'm going to go to a party, you can say, well, you have a nice time. They say, we're going to school. Let us pray. That's crazy. That's right. But it's for real. That's right. You see? And if you've got more than one child, then you need the Holy Spirit to help you to raise each child. Because each one has a personality of her his own, and only the Spirit knows that personality, and only the Spirit knows that child's spirit. Because sometimes we think we're helping our children, and we are breaking their spirit, because we're trying to raise them out of the natural. That's right. And sometimes we holler at them and we go, we ain't got to that part yet, go ahead. I'll get it. It's all right, you get right. I got real excited. Isn't it's good stuff. All right. So if we're guided by the Spirit, then we will certainly not indulge the craving of the lower nature. So we won't get in our lower nature. And I just read to you all about those women, huh, in a shelter, domestic violence shelter, because they got hooked up with somebody, huh, that was in their lower nature. And somebody in their lower nature doesn't care about a thing about anybody but themselves. They don't care that their wife or whoever's gone, gone and the children are in a shelter and they're sitting at home watching TV in, that con in the comfort. But the lower nature doesn't. The lower nature is selfish. You see? The lower nature doesn't care anything about you. The lower nature is only interested in satisfying his or her appetite. Period. All right. God's word says, let me explain further. Live your life as your spiritual nature directs you. See, I got to live my life as my spiritual nature directs me. I can't live my life as my spiritual nature directs me if I am not a spiritual man. You see? See, see, you want to stop having to say I'm sorry all the time? Get out of your lower nature. Well, you want to stop making mistakes? Get out of your lower nature. And allow the Holy Spirit to come into your life and direct you. Direct your nature and direct you. All right? Then you will never follow through on what your corrupt nature wants. And then you won't follow through on what your corrupt nature wants. How many real people in here? Amen. 
every now and then my nature comes and my corrupt nature comes and visits me. Come on, I'll talk to DJ because he ain't afraid of it. Every now and then, DJ, I hear a knock. I can't answer the door. The spirits say don't answer the door because your corrupt nature will get you in trouble. All right, Sister Evelyn, every now and then I hear a knock. In my head. Yes, sir. You can sin in your head. Yes, sir. And I can't open up my mind because my corrupt nature will take over. Right? And then something will come out the mouth. Come on, come on here. See, that's why some of us in here understand the value of the Holy Spirit. We can't live without it. That's right. Because we understand what we would be if we didn't have the Holy Spirit. All right? Because some of us are wired up really tight. And then some of us are wired up really loose. Come on here. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. There are some times when Johnny wants to have his way. That he don't care who hurts. Johnny wants to have his say. And that corrupt nature keeps knocking in his head and saying, you can say that. You know what he says to me? He never says to you all, you know you're just human. Well. So you know that's the devil talking to you. That's right. No, you're not human. You're spiritual. You see, no longer anymore do your five senses, are you a slave to your five senses. When you get spiritual, your five senses become your servants. That's right. Do you understand? My desires now is to serve God when they used to be to serve me. Now, some of y'all never went as deep as me. I was my God. Amen. I was serving me. Amen. The most high Johnny Fields, God of his life. That's right. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? That's right. Yeah, you know, I walked like God. I thought he walked. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I got this. I'm down with this. Yeah, you know I'm a slow walker, fast talker. I'm a ladies' man. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah, that's that Lord nature talking. That's right. Yes. Of course, maybe I'm the only one experiencing that in here. That's why some of us could not live without the Holy Spirit. Because we know the day that the, if the Holy Spirit would leave us, we would do everything out of our lower nature. All right. And the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, the NIV says it this way, that therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates. And see, see, so we understand that. Paul is telling us something here. We got to get it right. Sometimes we need to go to the Holy Ghost wash. You know, like you go to the car wash, you need to go to the Holy Ghost wash. Because, oh yes, sometimes I need to go to the Holy Ghost wash because if it's not, get all that contamination out of me. And contamination means to? It's also to pollute or make dirty, impure, harmful, or hazardous. So I got to clean it up. Or this is where I'm going. All right? And there's been a many a good person that started out right with good intentions on their own. Couldn't make it. Because you get so far in the natural, you're going to fall apart. All right? Again, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. See, see, I got to contaminate everything. I don't let everything into my spirit. Let me tell you something. Quit letting everybody in your space. Well... Watch what you turn on that TV and let it in your space. 
Watch who you talk to on your jobs and letting some of that conversation get in your space. Because you don't want that to get into your spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. I'm trying to be holy because I love him out of reverence for God. In other words, can't be about me. Can't be about me. All right. The voice says, because we have these promises, dearly loved ones, out of respect for God, we should scour. We should scour. To clean or wash. We need, we need to clean up. See, sometimes I need to just say, Holy Ghost, clean me up. Because right now, in my head and in my heart and in my spirit, I ain't right. So sometimes I just go, Holy Ghost, clean me up. Because you ever get into a confrontation and tell a person, okay, it's okay, and be mad for a week? You know what I'm saying? You see, oh yeah. <laughs> you see, I have to have the Holy Spirit come and move that out of me. I'm, I'm upset. Move it out of me. Clean it up. Oh yeah. All right. We should scour the filth from our flesh and spirit. It keeps telling us flesh and spirit. People, watch what you put in your spirit. See, that's, let me tell you something. Don't let anybody play around with your spirit. Because, see, see, you can be broken in your spirit. That's right. You can be contaminated in your spirit. Do you know how I know? Because some people think they trash. Because somebody spoke to their spirit, and they let it into their spirit, and they begin to believe it. You see? All right. Then move toward perfect beauty and holiness. I want to move. <laughs> you want to see what, ha- what God does? We're going to have some fun. It says, move after you get saved and after you really allow the Holy Spirit to come in and the Holy Spirit moves in your life, you you move toward perfect beauty and holiness. I see it when I got in the mirror this morning. And I say, thank you, Jesus, for cleaning my dirty self up, moving all that hate and anger and shame and guilt out of my life, taking all of that filth that I put in my mind, my body, my spirit, and wash me that I'll be, as David said, whiter than snow. He cleaned me up and he'll do that for you. There ain't no other detergent can do that for you. God's got the detergent. The Holy Ghost will come and clean your life up. He'll clean you up and filth won't even know who you are when he gets through with you. That's, right. That's, That's right. gospel there. That's just plain gospel. All right. And some of you young ladies in here, and I've been hearing all of this women going through, now beginning to speak to them. What they need to do is get together, ladies, look at me, and get to praying for these young ladies being molested and raped and abused and misused and ask God to come in and deliver them and clean them up from the dirty hands of the person that made them a victim. Yes, he'll do that. Yes, he will. He can, he can give you back what somebody took from you. That's right. Yes, he can. That's right. Yes, he can. He can purify you. You can say, yeah, no, no, yes, he can. He can start and purify you. Make you clean and make you pure, make you holy. He can do that and make you perfect. All right. But it starts in Romans 13 and 14. And we're going to end it. Say amen. Amen. I want to read this. Rather, close yourself. See, sometimes, see, see, when you really want to feel good about yourself, you can close yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You see, when somebody say, you feel good, you look good, tell I went in my spiritual closet this morning and clothed myself with the Lord Jesus Christ. I put on me some Jesus clothes. Do you understand what I'm talking about? All right. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And when you clothe yourself with Christ, you ain't thinking about to gratify. No, you don't want to look like you used to look. You don't want to feel like you used to feel. I don't know nobody's ever there. Have you ever dressed yourself up and you was looking good, but you was hurting and going through pain and ugly and shame inside? Well, we got rid of that today. We got rid of that today. As good as we looking on the outside, we look a whole lot better on the inside because Christ is taking care of that. Amen. Ain't God good and God good. Give God a hand clap. Give God a hand clap. Come on here. 